This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. Our guest is Sanjeev Silla. Thanks for being on the show, Sanjeev. Thank you, Whitney. Thanks for having me on the show. It's my honor to be on the show. Thank you. Look forward to you know learning about your steps and getting here, Sanjeev, and getting into multifamily and why multifamily versus some other investments that you could have. But tell the listeners who you are, how you got here, and why you're doing this multifamily investing. Uh, thank you, Whitney. That's a great introduction. First of all, before I begin, I would like to, again, thanks for having me on the show. First of all, thank you for your service, what you've done in 2005, 2006 as part of Army National Guard. Thank you for that. Congratulations on our year, totally of the year 2005, I believe. And third thing, the show, what would you've been providing to us is the most valuable content. You know, very detailed. People like me, not only me, anyone wanted to invest in real estate, especially multifamily, any investment, this is a great place to start. I mean, in our last few years, uh, I don't watch news. I don't listen to NPR. <laughs> I mean, I do listen to NPR mostly from the understand economic perspective. The last few years, I've been investing my time, coming to seminars, listening to podcasts like Whitney. Thank you for your service on that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Whitney. I've been investing since 2016. To give a background, myself and my wife came to U.S. in 2004. We grew up in India. We came here in 2004. And in 2010, three things happened. One is we had a second child. Uh, my son now is nine years old. He was born in 2010. And second thing, I took a new job with Accenture, which changed my career. I talk about the big picture, thought leadership, how to communicate, how to develop your leadership skills. That's number two. Number three is I was actually stumbled into Rich Dad, Food Dad book. That changed my whole mindset. Hey, job is not one thing. We need to focus on passive income. So that's where I started in 2010. 2011, oh, we moved to Dallas. Uh, I got an option. I can go anywhere in the U.S. because I used to work with action. So I travel across North Coast, I mean, East Coast, West Coast, across the U.S. We moved to Dallas. We know it's most happening place in the U.S. We thought this is the best place to move on. So we moved to 2010, sorry, 2011 to Dallas. Then things started happening. Since I was talking about that, hey, I know I need to do get passive income. What's the best option? I was looking at stocks. I was looking at single family. Then I look at stocks, which we talked briefly before the uh, meeting, right? We cannot control if something goes wrong. I cannot call CEO, hey, what's happening with my stock? I cannot control that one. Second was single family homes, where I, I see not scalable. You have to manage toilets and tenants, everything, which I think we can buy one two or three homes based on the income level. Then I found a way, a multifamily is a way to invest, get passive income. That's how... I went into multifamily and real estate. Okay. So, so you looked into stocks and I appreciate you talking about like, you know, we can't control it. And I've heard somebody talking one day about this exact topic. And he said, you know, no matter how much I invest in Apple, no matter how many iPhones I go buy or tablets or what, you know, it's not going to affect the stock, right? You know, I can't control it. I can't do anything. I can't touch it. And so, no, that's awesome. But, but, you know, I think you had mentioned that you also looked into single family as well right? As opposed to multifamily. And what did you discover there and why multifamily and, or, you know, was your determining factors and in going to multifamily? So the reason, again, as you mentioned clearly in our documentation ideal, right, is that 
I have a cash flow, right, in multifamily. Would you have a cash flow in the single family too? But again, it's limited, one or two homes, right? Maybe three, based on the income level. So it's not scalable. Single family is not scalable, right? Number two is if someone is not renting your single family, it's one or zero. If someone's not renting, your income will be zero, right? And number three, you have to manage each property's different location. I cannot bring a property managed company because if it's a different location, I can't bring because I can buy a home. There's no guarantee I can buy a second home next to this. There's no leverage of expenses there. So based on this reason, I went to multifamily. So Sanjeev, you know, let's say, you know, talk about your your team that you all built. You know, you all started this Infinity Investments, and you all been a part of a couple deals. So give me your your goal in this, you know, in, in Infinity, and what you all are looking to accomplish. And let's talk about how you're going to get there. So my friends, uh, Vasu, Sashi, and Balu, we started this company, Infinity Investments, back in 2017. Uh, November. So we all know before we get into business, because we are like-minded, we grew up in the same culture, we understand, we are all, you know, it's like-minded, it's work as a team, right? That's number one, you need to have a good team in place. Number two is my partners, they do have experience earlier and doing a multifamily deal. So it's a small, small deal by themselves. And they have the experience how to manage that. So I have a team. We can supplement my skills. We have looking to the CapEx. or it could be day-to-day operation of my apartment deals, number two, right? Number three is we define the goals. As I mentioned, we define the smart goals, you know, which is a very key thing of anybody to have a success. They need to have key smart goals, you know. They should be able to define. Once we have a smart goals, we need to define the criteria where we want to buy I've been investing across the country, but I live in Dallas. I still I feel Dallas is one of the most happening places in the country. When I moved in 2011, the population around 6 million people. Now, seven years down the line or eight years down the line, we are almost 7 million people. The way things are going, by 2030, we will be like 10 million or 11 million with us, right? So, so it's the most happening place. So we define the criteria. And again, and we told, we have to look at VRC class properties. Um, maybe at least uh, 60 to 150 units. So we have very specific details that I mentioned, smart calls. And also we put a timeline. Maybe in the next one year, we want to make sure that we have at least two deals under contract. That's exactly what we did. So I know the first deal took almost like seven months to get a first deal. But I will tell you in, in all the years, when we moved to this country, it took me seven years to buy a home because we, we're not sure where to buy the home. And which location, but it's confusing because I don't have an education on the time, right? So, but I'm happy to say that, uh, you know, after seven months, we formed the team, we were able to get a contact in a deal in seven months, you know? It's because of the education, you need to have a mentor. We have been part of the, the summer group. I mean, wonderful, you know? So once we are in the contract, we're able to close a deal in like 60 days from that. And the second deal, we're able to close nine weeks from the first deal. The reason is we got this deal's most happening place at Dallas, as Dallas, and with a mean income $70,000. And these two deals within a mile apart. So we can leverage expenses, not only, you know, income, we do have optimized expense. That's how we end up with two deals last year. Nice. So I was going to ask you about how long it took to go from the first deal to the second deal. And I'm glad you elaborated on that. And even talking about building your team and y'all being like-minded, a lot of that's important. And I'm sure you all bring different qualities to the team, but also having a coach, having a mentor. It's We've stressed that so many times on the show and heard so many people talk about they had this coach or had a mentor and, you know, that's really what helped push them and give them some guidance and some confidence, you know, in, in doing 
doing this business and moving forward a lot faster. Absolutely. I can give an example if you don't mind. Yeah, so please. 2014, well, some of my friends, we formed a team. We wanted to buy an apartment, you know. So in 2014, we went to see it in Fort Worth, which is like 30 miles from here where I live. Uh, the broker laughing, looking at the financial statements. <laughs> you know, you're not there yet. I learned a hard way. So then we understand that there's a way to achieve this one. It's not just your well, financials. That's why you need to have a team where can leverage their experience in the financials to buy a bigger deal. It's all because of education and mentor. You know, the mentor is giving you a lot of conference and also it's just a conference. Look at the market analysis, look at the job market, various factors, right? We talk about population growth, job growth, income level, median income, and I mean this is so many factors. That's a feel you confident you can go in the right direction. Our guest is Spencer Hillegas. Thanks for being on the show, Spencer. Hey, Whitney. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about you know how you got started investing in real estate. Yeah, well, and thank you so much for that intro, Whitney. I'm really excited to be here. So you know, I found passive investing through syndications through a pretty unique journey. It was one I would just say is wrought with hardship and a lot of hard work and a little bit of good timing. But my own investing strategy is is primarily focused passively. You did mention, of course, we do some active stuff as well, but we focus on multifamily. We focus on real estate syndications. And I assume your listeners, if they're tuned into the syndication show, they're already familiar with what that means. That just means people investing together to buy something so big that they couldn't buy it alone. And so, you know, one of the things that I have found and I come to believe is like a core belief of mine through this journey is that playing financial defense and offense. It's something that's a choice. I learned that kind of the hard way from some series of events throughout my family and my upbringing. But happy to share more about that if, uh, if you'd like to hear about it. But that, that, that's really what brought me to this, is realizing yeah. we all have a choice. We all have a choice to really get proactive and also make sure we can protect our families from whatever kind of hardship of life or that. Hey guys, it's Whitney. I wanted to take some time to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com. They're a national private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities. They do this with private accredited investor funds. They have a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and control over $250 million in equity from their investors. Passiveinvesting.com makes it easier for you to start investing in real estate without all the hassles. They even have an average 62% repeat investor rate in each offering they put together. They even have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to fix and flippers locally and across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. To help you learn more, they have put together a free passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download the PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Yeah, so you started as a passive investor, and that's what opened your eyes, I guess, to, to the syndication business and just the opportunity here. That's right. Yeah. And you know, actually, I'll take it all the way back before we even go to the passive stuff, which is, I mean, my first real exposure to real estate came all the way when I was a kid. When I was six years old, my dad was actually one of the top performing real estate brokers in residential in the country. You know, I watched him grind like really tirelessly, frankly, in the 90s. And so I was around that and I just kind of soaked that up. And as a teenager, he was making me work open houses. I was sitting there touring $10 million mansions and kind of glad handing these, these affluent buyers. I didn't want to be there, of course. It was not where I wanted to spend my time. But 
life was good, but I was exposed to that real estate culture early on. And then I went through and watched my family go through some pretty tough times. We entered this time in our lives called the dark decade. My younger brother, unfortunately, was diagnosed with pediatric cancer. He ultimately passed away and parents got divorced as they typically do in those circumstances. So it led to this series of big financial fallouts. You know, we had to declare bankruptcy. We had to downsize the family a lot. We had to really, really buckle down. And ultimately, watching all that happen after that exposure to real estate, it had a profound impact on me. It had a profound impact on my worldview. And I became kind of obsessed with this idea that I mentioned earlier of playing financial defense. And and I was asking myself questions now as an adult, and even all the way through college, if you believe that, where I was sitting there going like, what could I have done differently? Or what could I do now as a parent to avoid that bankruptcy? Like, what lessons can I apply as a parent to two young kids now and a husband? You know, what can I do in the event of job loss, you know, in the event of a terminal illness of someone I care about or myself or something like debilitating injury, all these different things that that is thrown at us in this life. And so my dad was a broker. That's as active as it gets. You know, it's an active role. If you stop doing that job, if he stops doing that job, if I stop doing my W-2 job, that income stops. And so I just thought there must be a better way, you know? So, so flash forward all the way to, to about 2016-ish, a few years ago. And I've got this career that you mentioned in the tech industry. I'm out here in Silicon Valley, you know, my fifth software company, Whitney. And I stumbled my way into this amazing lender that's also a real estate tech company. And I was exposed to a bunch of flippers and, you know, entrepreneurs, and they were trying to get me into it. And I researched everything about flipping and wholesaling and all these different strategies across the landscape. I looked at small multifamily, I looked at single families, looked at all these different options. And I also noticed that people in Silicon Valley, they have this wealth playbook that's really interesting. And this is the last thing I was going to mention because I think you'll find it fascinating, which is the strategy for wealth in the tech culture goes like this. It's four steps. Step one, join an early stage startup and try to get some meaningful equity in that company. Not real estate equity, but company equity. Try to work your butt off. So you work 24-7 in some cases, nonstop. You grind. Step three, you're going to pray that you actually picked the next Facebook or Google so that your, your early stage startup equity ends up becoming something huge. And then step four, you're still going to do what the common playbook is there, which is upgrade your expenses and upgrade your lifestyle so you don't really end up saving much money. All that said, I, I was following that path. For many years, and despite the fact I started to have this inkling, like I'm not doing, I'm not applying the learnings that I got early in my life. And here I sit, after reading two dozen books and networking is like crazy within the real estate community, and deciding on multifamily is our our chosen strategy. We've now passive invested in a handful of deals. We also are now active on the syndication side as well. And I like I kind of pinch myself sometimes because I couldn't be more happy with the direction that we're headed. And now I get to wake up every day and talk to other people about how great passive investing is because I don't know anything else where you can basically take your money, put it into something and have it double within a five-year period and be low to no tax due on it. It, I say that kind of stuff to my tech colleagues. And and at first, if they haven't had exposure to that, they're like, what are you talking about, man? I'd rather go invest in crypto. (laughs) So anyways, I talked to you off, but it's been been an, an interesting and occasionally challenging journey to get to where we are now, where we look at passive investing as our ticket to a certain level of financial freedom, where I can be an active parent, a present parent, which is my, my big goal, I, I, you know, a present husband, 
and also be able to feel like we've got great insulation from any any of life's hardships that may come at us. And of course, to be able to give back charitably at some point, uh, I'd like to be able to do that very mean, meaningfully. Wow. So, you know, you, and you're working for a tech company that funds the single family type deals. Why not start doing flips or single family homes? Why multifamily? Yeah, uh, that's a fair question. So we actually went out and we followed initially a path that you've probably heard about for others. It's a common narrative, right? Which is we look locally first. We thought passive investing, that sounds great. We went out locally. We drove the neighborhoods for a year in the Bay Area. We went to the outer neighborhoods. We looked further and further. We we devoted whole weekends while we had an infant just driving around doing open houses, trying to find a real estate agent that was also an investor. We did find one eventually. We did buy a local duplex. And then I realized I just spent $430,000 to get $250 back monthly in cash flow. (laughs) So that's not a home run. You call that one of those singles to get on, on base, right? We then went out of state went the next step. We bought some turnkey properties. Those are actually, we still own those. Um, it's a port- modest portfolio. They're cash flowing great. But we still found out we have to pick up the phone for our property managers that need management of their own. We found out that is not fully passive. That is semi-passive. And that's the thing about turnkey. Turnkey is a, a fine strategy. It absolutely is. And I'm very thankful for the, for the, the vendor that we've found and we work with now. But it's not as passive as a syndication. So we, we learned that just from experience. So we, we did all those things. And then we ultimately realized we, the syndication path was the only truly passive one that we had found with the level of returns that we could actually be comfortable with. But to your question of flipping, I can't help but, but bring up the Robert Kiyosaki example. You know, I'm sure it's been referenced many, many, many times. The bucket and the pipeline, you know, for everyone out there that adores Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I am, I am another devout follower of that, of that ethos and that book. Robert talks about the example of saying, if you're trying to go and get a, a solid supply of water back to that village, do you want to use the bucket? Do you want to use that figurative bucket? Walk all the way down, fill it up again with that one cash flow moment, that one cash event. Dump that cash on the table and say, cool, look at this. And that's what a flip will do. That's what a broker transaction will do. That's what a, a wholesaler will get is a one-time cash event. And I was more interested in how do I build pipeline? Like, how do I build multiple pipelines? Stuff that's going to flow. How do I build something that is like the best kind of boring, as funny as that might sound? Like something that is going to just continue flowing with wealth and it's something I can bet on and rely on. And so that's essentially what steered me more towards the passive investing front of rentals. And ultimately, we went through that phase very quickly over a course of a couple of years and decided to go for multifamily because bigger, bigger is better, as it turns out. So, you know, in this passive investing front, like, do you have that that financial number, that freedom number that so many people try to talk about or try, you know, that they talk about or that you're trying to reach? Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you asking that. You know, I, I, it's a common question we actually get a lot from folks in our network these days, which is, what are you doing this for? You know, what, what's your end game? I'm happy to share our number. I will say that this number hopefully is a reflection of two things. I think it's a reflection of our geography, but it's also a reflection of what we consider to be a good balance for us. Some people want to want to build wealth for very different reasons than us. My wife and I, my, who's my business partner, Jennifer Morimoto is my business partner and my wife. That's a separate conversation. We can always go there. <laughs> but we don't necessarily want to buy a jet. We don't need to go have a lavish, you know, huge mansion. What we would like is geographical freedom. So live wherever we'd like to live eventually with our children once they get a little older. And then we'd like the ability to 
to not stress. We want, we want to take the money question off the table. And so our freedom number monthly is, I would call it around probably eight grand flowing in monthly would be great, full passive. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm never going to just sit around on a beach. That's, that, that does sound super boring. I would like to take vacations like anybody else and go scuba diving and all that good stuff. But I, I would very much like to have a, a reliable AK. That'd be great. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.